Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Good morning to you. Uh, happy you're in here with us on a Wednesday morning, the last day of January. Believe it or not, it's not going to feel like it because it's in the uh, going to be in the 40s today. That's going to be a nice, uh, nice little surprise here for the end of the week, isn't it? Before I'm sure. Um, Winter comes back with a roar at some point. Uh, we got lots to get to. We've, we've uh, been covering what's been going on in Jefferson City, what's been going on in Chicago and uh, New York with the the Im- illegal immigrant uh, issues and problems they've got up there. We're still waiting for some kind of fallout in the Middle East. We haven't heard anything this morning about any um, retribution on behalf of the U.S. for the deaths of three U.S. service members, even though the president... Wow, did you see his news conference yesterday? Says he knows what he's going to do but won't tell anybody. Yeah, a, a Joe Biden no, no, news conference, a man who mumbles to begin with, who who is it's hard to understand him on a good day when he's in front of a microphone, only answers questions when they're being screamed at him over the whirring blades of a helicopter yep. as he's leaving the White House. Dana Perino ripped him apart for that yesterday. Good. And she should have. Yeah, I heard that soundbite from her. I mean, that really is unacceptable. I think that was the term maybe that she'd used. Yes, uh, I think that's a that's a perfectly good um, phrase to to because she used to handle those things at the White House, right? She she knew how those things should be handled. That's not how you handle it. Joe, they're hiding Joe Biden, and and we understand why, but it just proves more and more as to why he has no business being the leader of the free world. Uh, for sure. Uh, lots to get to. Going to get to Genevieve Wood coming up. Uh, some Mario tickets before the hour is out. We're going to talk to Grady Trimble uh, from Fox Business on big tech CEOs being grilled about child safety on apps. How much protection can and should we be giving our children? It's a fair question. But first, here's the shortlist. The Mark Cox Shortlist. Absolutely, it was a victory. Right now, we're seeing more movement on initiative petition reform than we've seen on other any other major Republican reform that I have seen move through the Senate for as long as I've been a senator. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that is uh, Senator uh, Bill Igel, obviously yesterday, talking about the fact that initiative petition reform is going to be pushed to the floor of the Senate for a vote next week. Right-wing organizations have lodged baseless complaints against me, peddling notions that I have misused campaign funds to pay for personal security services. 
I'm sorry, would that be the Biden administration DOJ that is uh, investigating you, Cori Bush? I think maybe it is. I could never support Joe Biden. He's been a disaster for this country at home uh, and abroad. Yeah, the word disaster is a really good one uh, to describe you, um, Mike Pence. I'm sorry, the former vice president there uh, would not endorse Donald Trump yesterday. Some Missouri lawmakers are using ballot candy, pairing a popular idea with a more controversial one to win over voters like you. (laughs) Channel 4's report yesterday on what's going to come out of the Missouri Senate next week. It's going to be a bill. I was down there yesterday that says basically we're going to we're going to pass initiative petition reform. We're going to put it to the voters. It will be concurrent majority, so it won't increase the percentage needed of the vote to pass something, it'll just require a more widespread acceptance of it. So it would have to pass by 50% in five of the eight congressional districts, not just in Kansas City and St. Louis, uh, where they can flood uh, the the voting booths with numbers. So it's it's an important reform. As you heard Channel 4 say there, though, wrongly calling it uh, uh, ballot candy, it's also going to include a provision saying that uh, the at Board of Aldermen in St. Louis, the Board of Aldermen in, in Kansas City can't some at some point decide to allow people who are not citizens to vote. I know it's against federal law. The Channel 4 report points that out and acts like, well, this is silly because it's already against the law, but it's not against local law. So they already do it in California. They're trying to do it in New York. It's just a matter of time to let filters down to all of these progressive cities around the country. So what this what this would do is say you can't vote in the state of Missouri, whether it's in a school board election, a mayoral election, a board of aldermen election, uh, you know, a city dog catcher election. If you are not a citizen of the United States, you cannot vote in any election. And that's what this would do. It is necessary. It's not a law that already exists in the state of Missouri, but it would preempt anybody in Kansas City or Missouri thinking that was a good idea at some point. It's legit. That's what that's one of the bills that's being pushed down there. Now, yesterday I had a chance to talk to Senator Andrew Koenig. He's one of the Freedom Caucus senators who had his chairmanship of of stripped away from him. He was in charge of the education uh, committee for the House, and he had his chairmanship stripped away from him. Now, he was working on some very important legislation. First, though, I asked him about that retribution by Senate leadership. Go to cut 13, please. I, mean, I, I think that's atrocious. I mean, if you look right now, there is a Democrat that has a chairmanship, yet they stripped all of the conservatives of their chairmanship. Also, they took our parking spots. Every Democrat has a, a much nicer parking spot than the conservatives. Um, and so, but, you know, that's not going to keep us from fighting. We're going to fight for the right things. Yeah. Thank you, Senator Koenig. I- imagine that. I mean, if you ever have a chance to talk to Caleb Browden, ask him about that. I'll ask him about that. Why would you punish your own members and allow members of the other party to have better perks than your own members just because you basically got mad at them over the fact that they were trying to force your hands on one bill. Yeah. I mean, it again just points to the fact that the Republican Party needs to unite. 
that that this is the problem. You're putting these liberal, these rhinos basically against the true conservatives. It's, it's and this is what happens. Pettiness is what it, it is. is. Pettiness. It's, it's pettiness. So I asked Senator Koenig because he has long been an advocate of school choice. Right. Uh, we already have the situation in place in Missouri where people can donate to a fund and get a tax break. And then that money can be used uh, to, for, for uh, education. Um, they want to expand that in Missouri, and Senator Koenig has a bill that is has been sent. I believe it's been voted out of committee. I think it's going to be on the Senate floor, possibly next week, dealing specifically with school choice. Go to cut 12. I have a school choice bill that would be um, kind of make it more universal across the state, uh, the ESA program, the Mo, uh, Most Scholars program. And so it is currently on the Senate floor, and so I'm working on my negotiations with that. Um, but it, it is definitely going to be an uphill battle. I have another bill that would um, deal with the transgender issue. That bill is still in committee, and they did strip away my committee. They took away my parking spot. So I'm not – that bill is a little bit in limbo. But what we can't have is we can't have teachers changing the pronouns, changing the names of students without parental consent. It just simply should not happen at all. No, no it should not happen. And hopefully that's another bill that once we get initiative petition dealt with, they can start concentrating on some of these other things that ought to be priorities. A, f- a friend of mine, by the way, had posted something that supposedly came from Webster Grove School District, which won't surprise you, knowing their background. But it talks about it's, it's a, a something that was addressed to fifth grade families, and they're talking about P.E., and they're saying that they'll be divided into separate classes for their human growth and development unit, and that students will be separated based on how they identify. Oh. Gosh, mm-hmm. in Webster Groves. In Webster Groves. But, I mean, right. Kirkwood, Webster Groves, I feel like they've been infiltrated with all this woke ideology. Uh, attention, parents. The next question you should ask is if they're going to let the boys who identify as girls be separated into the class with the girls to discuss this subject matter, are they going to be in the girls' locker room as well? If you're, if you're a, a girl dad, that's a question you should be asking yourself. And, and my guess is no matter how left-wing you are, uh, you do still have a little bit of that uh, protectiveness in your system that should make you want to protect your daughter from that nonsense. Wow. I mean, they're kids. Of course, they're going to be curious. So how many of these boys do you think, just for the sake of a good laugh or, or to you know, a dare from their friends, are going to be like, I identify as a girl, and they sit in the girls' class. And what's they, the name of the class again? Um, this is talking about their human growth and development unit. So boys will be in, could be in the class with the girls talking about their human development. Yeah, because they're going to have their bodies. Co- yeah, they're going to have co-ed classes, this says, and then they're going to have one separate <sighs> class specifically for human growth and development. And that's where they're going to be separated based on how they identify. Yep. When you choose to let somebody else parent your children, this is what you get. This is what you get. All right. A quick break here. Uh, we're going to get to Genevieve Wood coming up from the uh, uh, Heritage Foundation. Um, they're, they're trying to uh, apparently expand welfare again. And we're going to talk about that. Uh, that's been discussed in uh, D.C. And, and, and budgeting. Like if you ran your budget like the government does, you'd have been in bankruptcy a long time ago. We'll get to Genevieve when we come back. Stay tuned. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. All right, Genevieve Wood uh, joining us this morning and uh, from the Heritage Foundation Senior Advisor and regular guest on our Wednesday mornings. Genevieve, how are you? I'm doing well. How about you, Mark? I'm doing just fine. I, I am. I, you know, I, I was thinking about this. Yeah, I've got this soundbite I run. I, I spared you of it, but it's a Ron Swanson soundbite. <laughs> where he talks about the truth about government and and how it, it uh, suckles on a taxpayer's teat. And it's true, right? And I'm thinking about this as I'm reading this story from the Daily Signal, which is which I've been preaching this for years. If you ran your family budget like the government, you would you would have been bankrupt uh, so early in your life you'd never recover from it. And the reason is because as a family or as an individual, you don't have other people to to take money from, not even to borrow from or to ask, could I have a few extra dollars next month to meet bills? You don't have anybody. You can just go and say, you know what, I'm going to take $5,000 for you to pay off my debt over here. And But the government does, and that's called you, me, and other taxpayers. And that's what they do year in, year out, which is why we're $34 trillion in debt. Genevieve, I saw something on the Babylon Bee that says Biden calls Dave Ramsey's radio show for advice on paying off $31 trillion. That That's maybe what he needs to do is call Dave Ramsey and get some advice. If only it were true. If only it were true. No, and listen, I mean, you got to keep in mind, too, this is a bipartisan problem. It's not just Democrats. It's Republicans, too. And there's just always a shell game that goes on, right? I mean, where it's like, don't look over here. We're going to say that we're going to save money here, but we're actually spending more over here. Or what we're saving is, is the case in this one. It's like it's not savings. We're just getting rid of a program. This one, this is one example where Congress can say, well, we have a program that, and they don't tell you this, but here's a program we originally budgeted seventy billion dollars for. It ended up costing three hundred billion dollars. We're going to get rid of that program. So look, we're saving seventy billion dollars. What? It cost seventy originally. It spent three hundred. By my math, that means there's two hundred and thirty thousand, or yeah, two hundred thirty billion there that wasn't accounted for. But because they're now cutting the program, they tell us they're saving seventy billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, no math works that way. No math works that way in any business or family budget. But yeah, that's exactly the kind of thing that constantly goes on. Yeah, uh, very true. You know, uh, my <clears throat> my wife and I had this conversation the other day. She goes, you know, occasionally I switch over and I listen to NPR. 
And if you can get past <laughs> if you can get past all the woke crap, they sometimes have some very interesting reports on there. She said, "Why isn't there a conservative outlet that does that?" And I'm like, "Because it's not commercially viable." It, it, it's not. And if NPR wasn't funded by our taxpayer dollars, they couldn't get away with that crap either. No, that's totally right. I mean, look, there's plenty. There's a reason that you don't have like the, the Rush Limbaugh on the Democratic left, because it's just not popular enough. You can't fund it. Look at all the conservative talk show hosts that are out there. There's tons of them on local stations, national stations, regional stations. They actually make money. Now, I realize it's not the exact same model as NPR. Right. But the point being is NPR is kind of that. It just they package it as, as news. But you're absolutely right. They, they were nonprofit. It, all their money comes from from government subsidies and then from left wing, primarily foundations that want to spread the kind of same the same left wing foundations that give money to the Democratic Party and Joe Biden. Yeah. That's who's supporting NPR. Well, but they a, call it, you know, we're a nonprofit and unbiased. And I bring this up because a great piece on The Daily Signal from Mike Gonzalez, uh, who we've had on the show before, talking about the fact that that for some reason, uh, you know, Congress, in this case, Republicans in charge of the House, don't have the backbone to step up and take away this government funding for what's effectively a mouthpiece for woke institutions across the country. And he gives a great example of, of a story they did on how Puerto Rico, basically, everybody in Puerto Rico supports Hamas yeah. <laughs> and, and claims that we're basically the same. Puerto Rico has suffered like Hamas has. But then he also <laughs> talks about in the last most recent time that we asked Puerto Ricans, like, would you want to be a part of America? Like over 90 percent said, yes, we want to be Americans. We want statehood. That doesn't sound like a country that hates its, you know, its its, its friend. They're not colonized is the way that NPR had said that they were. It's, so it's a perfect example. But you're right. I mean, look, getting rid of NPR is not going to solve the budget problem. It's a minor detail in the larger scheme of things. But it's something many Americans would understand and would understand why we shouldn't fund it. Yeah. And so I think it's a battle at times worth having. Uh, but many times they just don't want to pick it up. No, it, it's, a, it, it's a hard truth for sure. Uh, Genevieve Wood, thank you. We'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. You bet. DailySignal.com if you want to go read uh, more on, uh, on that story and uh, the money that gets sent over there year after year after year. And Republicans won't stand up and say, enough of this. We're not, we're not funding this anymore. This is ridiculous. All right, coming up, we'll talk to Grady Trimble about big tech and how far we can go to protect our children. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Well, there have been discussions for a while about, I don't know, banning TikTok and trying to go other ways like they're doing in the state of Florida to keep kids from getting access to some of this social media. Today, they're actually going to hold a hearing about it up in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Grady Tremble from uh, Fox Business has been covering this. Is nice enough to give us a few minutes this morning. Grady, welcome in. Hey, Mark. Always good to be with you. Yeah. Who all is going to be up there testifying today? All the big names in social media, it's going to be Meta's CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, Linda Yaccarino, who Elon Musk 
pick to run X, which used to be Twitter. Uh, the TikTok chief executive, who you probably remember, had a pretty grueling hearing here uh, uh, last year, uh, show two, as well as the CEOs of Discord and Snapchat. So all the big names are going to be here today in front of the Judiciary Committee. Wow. So I'm guessing we'll we'll hear we should have a drinking game on how many times we'll hear the world the word algorithm. <laughs> yes. Well, so the, the focus of the hearing specifically is on child sexual exploitation. But there's no doubt that all of these lawmakers are going to bring up a, a host of topics as it relates to social media and kids, whether it's, uh, you know, harmful content shared on social media apps, cyberbullying and mental health problems that, uh, you know, lawmakers and a lot of parents say are the result of increased use of social media. And you mentioned TikTok, obviously a big focus with them is their Chinese parent company. But yeah, I mean, the, the argument uh, specifically as it relates to kids and social media centers on the fact that the algorithms are designed to keep people on social media apps for longer. And especially with kids whose brains are undeveloped or not fully developed, uh, you know, there are a ton of parents and, of course, the lawmakers who have raised concerns that that is not a good thing for them. Grady, this is Kim. Obviously, I have concerns about that for, for kids. Do these lawmakers, do they want to just straight up ban some of these for the minors? Or are they saying, hey, as long as you have parental consent, which I don't even know how you would police that. But w- what are some of the ideas tossed around on how to how to handle this whole situation? Yeah, I mean, it basically raises uh, se- there, there are several pieces of legislation. One that's gotten the most attention is called the Kids Online Safety Act or COSA, as they refer to it. And that's a bipartisan piece of legislation proposed by uh, Senators Marsha Blackburn and Richard Blumenthal. Um, but the, And the, the goal of that isn't to outright ban social media apps for kids, but it's to increase how involved parents are and add new restrictions on the tech companies or regulations on the tech companies so that they are inherently required uh, to give parents more information about what their kids are seeing, how their kids are using social media, the algorithms, like you mentioned, that are served up to children. Um, So that's one of the pieces of legislation. The biggest problem with that is that the social media companies aren't necessarily on board with that. Only Snap, which owns Snapchat, has um, publicly supported that kind of legislation. But we did get um, Mark Zuckerberg's opening statement for today, and he is going to call for some legislation that would give parents more control over what their kids see, but specifically as it relates to downloads of, of social media apps in the App Store. So some people would probably say that's passing the buck to Apple and Google uh, and and their app stores. Yeah, I would I would think so. I mean, I, as a parent, you, you the biggest concern about these things, particularly with TikTok, and we haven't let our our youngest have TikTok, um, but is is you lose control as a parent? There's that feeling that you know I can set parental controls on a, a Google search on my laptop at home. You could probably also do that maybe with Safari on your phone. But if they've downloaded and got one of these things, it takes control of their phone. And there are hours when you don't see your kid and all they're doing is searching these videos. Yeah, and I've been thinking about this stuff a lot lately. Um, I, I don't have kids, but I have young nephews. And I was thinking back to, you know, when I was a kid and if you wanted to see an R-rated movie, you, you had to have a parent with you. If you had something on television that was not age appropriate, your parents were likely home and able to hear it. But the difference with the internet is that it's, it's 
private. You know, you could be scrolling right next to your parents and they might not have any idea what what you're seeing. Um, so I think that's why it's such a, a concerning and alarming thing for, for parents to deal with. And because it's just so new, it's it's like uncharted territory. And because of that, I think that's why lawmakers have had such a hard time regulating it as well. And they've had these hearings before. Most of these people uh, have been on the Hill before, uh, but nothing really ever seems to come of it. And I think parents are getting frustrated with that. Yeah, and I think, too, Grady, to your point, I mean, there are limits on things for a reason. Like there's an age limit on cigarettes and an age limit on alcohol for a reason, right? <laughs> because it's not safe for kids. So the critics are saying, well, this is, this is, a, you know, going against free speech. But I, I think that there are certain reasons why you might need to regulate this. Yeah. And that's exactly what um, we expect Zuckerberg and probably some of the other executives to say today is that you're limiting kids free speech. If you limit how they can use these platforms um, but I, I just don't know if that argument is really going to hold much water with parents who, who have seen, you know, what they see as the effects of social media. That being said, Facebook is expected to or Meta, I should say, because they own Instagram, too. They're expected to kind of downplay the impact of social media on mental health. Um, Zuckerberg in his opening statement is going to say that there's no scientific evidence that links social media to mental health today. Um, of course, I think a lot of parents would disagree. Yeah. yeah. On, on the bright side, it is the Senate Judiciary Committee, which means we will get at least one good soundbite from Senator John Kennedy. Mr. Comey is a meathead. <laughs> <laughs> that, guy is a, that guy is a blessing to every journalist that gets to cover the Senate Judiciary Committee. He's a soundbite machine. <laughs> he, he definitely is. Grady Trimble, thank you. You bet. Thanks for your time. All right. Yep. Take care. We appreciate that. Uh, anxious to see what comes out of that. It must really suck to be that dumb. <laughs> I love when you read the inappropriate books. Oh, I know. I, I just, I, know. I mean, the biggest question for me, because I support all of this, though, would be, and I said this to Grady, like, how do you police this? If you need parental consent, would there not be a way to... To, to bypass that or to, I mean, like in fate, remember Facebook when it first came out, you had to be in college. And I think I was maybe like a senior in high school when it started getting popular. What do you do? You just make up a, an email address that says you're in college. So too many, there are too many ways. Th- there, there are too many. Yeah. Loopholes, I guess, is the word that I would come up with. So, yeah. How, how I support it. How do you police it? Well, I think parents largely, not all of you, have given up the have given up. I, I do believe that. I, I think that what trying to regulate things are given up in what regard? Well, they don't understand the technology. Number one, you're behind the eight ball because mm-hmm. you don't understand all like I'll forever use the wrong term referring to Insta or Snap or whatever it is. My my daughter or my son are talking about at the moment. They'll make fun of me for it. Right. But since I'm, I've got Instagram, but I'm not real active on it. I don't have never had Snapchat. I've never had mm-hmm. TikTok and wouldn't. Um, you, you as a parent are at a disadvantage over how to control those things mm-hmm. short of just telling your child, no, you're not allowed to have it. And then if they go behind your back and download it anyway, and you never go back and check their phone, how do you know? Yeah. That- well, let me just say this for anybody who's maybe 50 and older, and I'm sorry, guys, don't put the in front of social media because that instantly ages you. If you say, have you been on the Facebook? Have you been on the Twitter? Instantly, people think you don't know what you're talking about. It's like that commercial. We can't keep you from becoming your parents, but we can help. <laughs> just don't say the. Just don't first. say the. The book of faces. Just don't say. <laughs> just don't say it like that, Dad. It's not cool. Uh, yeah, I've heard that before. Let me tell you for sure.
<laughs> hey, I will mention. I will mention this. Uh, we are going to maybe do some REO Speedway, uh, REO Speedwagon giveaways. <laughs> I had the word "way" in my mind from giveaway, and I said Speedway. Uh, REO Speedwagon uh, tickets. We're going to try to give some of those away uh, before the end of the hour. Tomorrow, we are going to have an interview with uh, the St. Louis Police Chief, Chief Tracy is going to give us a few minutes uh, today, and we're going to record it, and uh, we will have it for you here on the show tomorrow morning. I've got some questions. Uh, Among them, why haven't we seen the video from the the, the shooting at the school over here a year, over a year after it happened? Uh, And what's going on with these crime statistics? So if you got any advice or any questions you think are important, feel free to put them up there on the uh, Facebook page this morning. Uh, And we will uh, take those into consideration for our interview with the chief here in a little while. We'll be back in just a minute. No, bringing up John Kennedy, I I, I pulled this bite yesterday and I never got around to playing it. He had the deputy secretary of the Department of Energy sitting in front of him, right? And this is the guy that's talking about reducing carbon, how important it is that the United States lead the world in reducing carbon emission. You know how much money he wants to spend to work on reducing carbon emissions in the United States? Fifty billion with a B. I love to say that the way Trump does. Billion. Fifty billion with a B dollars. And John Kennedy flambeed him yesterday because he has no idea what in the hell we would get at the end of the day after we spent the fifty billion dollars. We spend fifty trillion dollars. Trillion, I'm sorry, trillion to become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050. You're the deputy secretary of energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing. Let me ask again. Maybe I'm being. Right now maybe I'm not being clear. If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how, how much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, countries. is it going to reduce so world we're temperatures? So we're 13% of global emissions. You don't know, right do you? You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to you don't know, do you, Mr. Secretary? So we're 13% of if global emissions. If you know, why won't if you we tell went, me? If we went to zero, that would be 13%. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend $50 trillion, and you don't have the slightest idea whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. <laughs> I just love John Kennedy. He's just he's the best at that. What a stupid way to spend that amount of money. First of all, it's not like our country's not in a massive <laughs> amount of debt, but you know how many better ways I could think of to spend that money? Oh, I know. Well, here and here, here's why the Paris Climate Accords, just as a quick reminder, were such a disaster. All that agreement is, all it is, is a way to transfer wealth from rich countries to third world developing countries. And, and you know why I know that? Because the people living in mud huts uh, who are who are dying for fresh water and they don't have an electricity problem. Right. They're burning wood. They're burning coal. They're burning whatever they can get to survive. So, so, so at the same time, they want us to reduce our standard of living in this country. 
They're taking money that everybody would pay into this climate fund, and they're sending it to third world countries to help them increase their technology, right? Because they don't want them to have to build a coal-burning power plant or some other ridiculousness like that. In the meantime, in China, they're building a coal-burning power plant like monthly, the equivalent of one monthly, while they want us to go back to pre-industrial revolutionary times and live uh, drier clothes outside and get rid of gas-burning stoves and all this nut nuttiness, the rest of the world's not doing anything. The people that are doing the most damage are elsewhere. Just bring back the covered wagon. Make us all take covered wagons everywhere. Look look at your car. My, my diesel truck effectively emits steam. Do you know that? If you stand behind my truck, you don't see black smoke belching out of the back of it. It's steam. The technology we have is so incredible these days. Things burn so much cleaner than they did even 15 years ago. Uh, it's not the U.S. that's the problem. Uh, trust me. And $50 trillion. I'd love that. I'd love me some John Kennedy. Hey, coming up, we'll talk to Charles Payne. Also, love me some Charles Payne. I want to ask him about taking apart the Biden administration the night he did on Fox the night of the New Hampshire primary. We'll be back. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.